You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. In the series I started last week concerning the kingdom of God, last week I shared on thy kingdom come and essentially taught from the Lord's prayer what that prayer I believe is the kingdom prayer. Amen. The Bible says the disciples, Jesus said, do not pray like the heathen pray. They think they shall be heard for their many words. It says your father knows what you need even before you ask. Amen. And he taught and asked him, teach us how to pray. And Jesus says, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, because heaven is, is his throne. We are praying to the heavenly Father. says, hallowed be thy name. Separate, that word hallowed means holy is your name. Separated from everything else. There is no other name like your name. Hallowed be thy name. You are Jehovah Shammah. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Rapha. Amen. The Lord is his name. Hallelujah says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Praise the Lord. says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And God showed me that as his kingdom comes, the following things begin to happen. He will give you this day your daily bread. Amen. This is what begins to happen on the earth as you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It says, what will begin the answer of the Lord is, he will give you this day your daily bread. Hallelujah. It says, he will forgive you his, your trespasses even as you forgive those who trespass against you. And this morning as I was meditating, I, I just saw a scripture. The Bible talks about describing the kingdom of God, just to show you that that whole prayer is about the kingdom of God. The Bible says the kingdom of God is as if a man make him to give accounts with his servants. And you know the parable of the unforgiving servant. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like that. And that the master forgave his servant of the large debt that he had. Amen. But the servant, when he went out, did not do the same for his brother. And the master came to hear of it, and he, he grew angry and said, Now I'm going to lock you up until you pay me all that you owe. Says, so your father will do to any one of you who does not forgive his brother from the heart. Amen. The Bible says that that is how the kingdom of God operates. Praise the Lord. So when he said, thy kingdom come, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Our, that's the operation of the kingdom. That is how you function in the kingdom. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And then he says, what else will happen? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one or rescue us from the evil one because the enemy is looking for whom amongst us he can devour. And so your prayer is, as I'm seeking the kingdom of God, you're praying, lead me not, deliver me from the plans of the enemy. It says, for thine is thy kingdom, thy power, and thy glory forever and ever. Amen. That is, we pray that prayer, but... It's the kingdom prayer. When we're praying that kingdom come, certain things begin to happen on the earth as we're seeking God's kingdom to be established. Amen. 
It's one of the most important prayers. The Bible says uh, it has been given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. That word mysteries is a, a Greek word mysterion, which simply means hidden truth or hidden wisdom. Amen. That's why the scripture says in Deuteronomy, the secret things belong to God. The hidden things belong to God. But the things that are revealed or the things that are made manifest belong unto us and unto our children so that we might do all that is written in God's word. So that there might be a fulfillment of that which is written in the word of God. That's why Paul prayed for the church. I pray that God will give you the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. It was a kingdom prayer. Said what cometh from above? Wisdom cometh from above. What cometh from above? Power cometh from above. These are kingdom pursuits. You want the wisdom and the power of God to be made manifest. Why? Because Jesus is the wisdom of God and Jesus is the power of God. When he did certain signs, the men said, what manner of wisdom? They described the miracles he was doing. He says, what manner of wisdom is this? Praise the Lord. And the whole world is in bondage, crying and groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Those who will demonstrate the kingdom of God. Amen. This morning, I'm going to continue in that mindset. Because what God laid upon my heart is that if the call to seek the kingdom of God is a call to serve God. Amen. Those who are seeking the kingdom of God are those who are answering the call of God to serve him. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 25. This is after the scripture says that you have come unto Mount Zion. From verse 22 it says, you, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. Amen. This is, this is as, as new creatures in Christ Jesus, this is our environment. This is our possession. This is what we belong to. We are citizens, the Bible says, of heaven. You are citizens of Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. It says, we have come unto Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, so to an innumerable company of angels. This is the kingdom of God that we want to manifest upon the earth. Amen. Mount Zion to be established. God wants to establish this Zion upon the earth. The Bible says we are being built up into a spiritual house. God is no longer building a house made of stone, made of brick. Is a house made up of living stones. Human beings that the Bible calls living stones says we are coming together to become a spiritual house to offer up spiritual sacrifices unto God. In Ephesians, that was in First Peter, in Ephesians it says that, we are, that is, Christ is the, the chief cornerstone, that we, we are being built up on the revelation of the apostles and prophets. Christ is the chief cornerstone. He is the foundation of this house. Somewhere else in Ephesians it says that we are being built up into a habitation of God in the spirit. 
We are being built up into a God has always been in the business of building his house. First of all, it was in the natural. Now it is in the spirit. We are building a spiritual house. The house of the Lord. Says he no longer dwells in temples made by man. He dwells in a temple that is made by his spirit. That is born of his spirit. Made up of individuals as living stones. Praise the Lord. That's the revelation that Peter came to understand when Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And he says, upon this revelation, there were two rocks there, Petra and Petros. When he called, he called Peter, the small says, when I call you Peter, which was a small stone or living stone. And that's where Peter understood that we are coming together to become a spiritual house. We are all living stones. Christ is the chief cornerstone. We are like him. He is the chief cornerstone, the foundation stone. And we all as stones are coming together to be built up into a spiritual house, into a mountain that all the nations of the world will seek after. Praise the Lord. So we are being, we're coming to Mount Zion, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Next week I'll share on that, the church of the firstborn. Talking about our priesthood and our kingly function. It says, church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. Amen. That is, Jesus said to his disciples, don't, when they came to him and said, ah, the demons are subject to us in your name. Jesus said, don't rejoice about that. Don't glory in that says rejoice in the fact that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice in the knowledge that you are registered in heaven. That is, that is what gives heaven joy. That is, people that are turned around, says the angels rejoice when a soul is converted. Amen. So that's what causes rejoicing in heaven, where more names are registered in heaven. That's what gives the angels joy. That's what causes rejoicing in heaven. That's another name that has been registered in heaven as a citizen of Mount Zion. Praise the Lord. It says to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel says, see that you do not refuse him who speaks from heaven. That is, I admonish you, see that you do not refuse him, which means it is possible for a man to refuse him that speaks from heaven. People did it before in the past, where they rejected the word of the Lord, but it always came with consequences. Said, see that you do not refuse him who speaks from heaven? God is speaking unto us from heaven. We need to pray, open my ears that I might hear you morning by morning. Open my ears to hear. Praise the Lord. It says, my ear has he opened. Why did he open your ears? So that you can hear his voice. It says, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of a stranger they do not follow. It says, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, 
Much more shall we not escape. There is no escape. If we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Said so if those who were upon the earth, when he spoke upon the earth, that's when it was at Mount Sinai. When they said, we don't want to hear his voice. Moses, you speak to us. That we are afraid of that voice. You speak, you hear what God has to say, and you speak to us. But God has done away with that. With Christ now, every one of us, from the least to the greatest, can know him. That's what the scripture says. The new covenant is about we shall all know him. From the least to the greatest, we shall all know the Lord. Because he will put his law, or he will put his word in our hearts and in our minds. Bible says he will have mercy upon our unrighteousness, our sins and iniquities. He will remember no more. That is the new covenant. It's about God speaking directly to you. Amen. It says, the people that were upon the earth, when he spoke to them from the earth, they did not escape. How much more us? He is speaking from heaven. We don't want to miss what he's telling us to do. You don't want to miss his voice when he's speaking. You don't want to be distracted by other things when he's speaking. You don't want to be preoccupied with other things when he's speaking. Whose voice, the Bible says, then shook the earth. But now he has promised. Say, so you thought my voice shook the earth then. <laughs> Let me tell you what is going to happen now. This is what I am promising you. Saying yet more, yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Amen. Said so if you thought what, was, what happened before was, hey, awesome. I am not only going to shake the earth, I am also going to shake heaven. Amen. It says, now this yet once more indicates the remover. What is going to happen as a result of this shaking when I speak? The removal of things that are being shaken as of things that are made. The things that men make by themselves, I am going to shake them and remove them. The things that men have trusted in, that is, they have trusted in this. I am going to shake it. I am going to shake what they have trusted in. I am going to pull the things down. The things that they've trusted in. The idols in their lives. I am going to shake. It says that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. I am shaking the things that can be shaken so that that which cannot be moved can remain. Praise the Lord. So that that which is born of the Spirit of God can remain. That which is of the flesh has to go. So that that which is born of the Spirit remains. That is why the Bible says, the first was made with hands. The second, the first tabernacle was made with hands. The second one was made without hands. God is removing the things that have been made with hands so that that which cannot be removed, that which is made without hands, that which is born of his spirit may remain. In the same way, the two covenants, Ishmael was born of the flesh. But Isaac, the Bible says, was born of the spirit. He was born of promise. The two cannot dwell in the same place. Said they had to cast out the bond woman and her son. That which was as a result of man's own wisdom and not God's own wisdom. Praise the Lord. He says, therefore, this is the conclusion of the matter. Therefore, 
since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. What is that which must remain? That which cannot be shaken. God wants his kingdom to remain. Praise the Lord. Said that which can be shaken is what is being removed so that that which cannot be shaken can remain, can be established, can be made manifest. Says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, what God is bringing, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The kingdom that cannot be shaken, the kingdom that cannot be destroyed. So since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have what? Grace. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. That is... Since we are receiving a kingdom, since we are praying for a kingdom that cannot be moved, for the manifestation of God's kingdom, our responsibility, it is to receive grace. This is the purpose of grace. Not just to meet our needs, but by which we serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. If you are going to be seeking the kingdom of God, the manifestation of God's kingdom, you will be looking for the grace of God to come upon you to serve him. Praying for the kingdom of God is responding to that call to serve God by his grace. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said that it wasn't I that labored. I labored more than all the other apostles, but it wasn't I that labored. It was the grace of God within me. That everything I did was by the grace of God. That is, I, I was, my purpose was for God's kingdom, which cannot be moved, to be manifested. Therefore, I was utilizing, I was activating the grace of God. To each one of us, the Bible says, grace has been given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Each one of us are to stir up that grace in service unto him. Because as we begin to pray for the kingdom, God, God is going to shake things. As the people of God begin to seek first the kingdom of God, God is going to shake things, not only upon the earth, but upon the things that people have held as strongholds, that this thing can never be moved. This thing can never change. A shaking is going to take place. But only those who are serving the kingdom will not be moved. Seeking the kingdom of God is about a response to service. To serve. When God brought Israel out of Egypt, what was the command he gave Moses? This is what you tell Pharaoh. Let my people go so that they can serve me. We have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light to serve him because God wants to establish his kingdom upon the earth as it is in heaven. But he's looking for those who are going to respond to that call. Who are not going to be consumed with their own affairs. Who will not say, I am too busy. I've got this to do. I've got this to take care of. Bible says, he that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. There are people that are fit for the kingdom. There are some that are not fit for the kingdom. 
Amen. But you don't want to be of them that are not fit for the kingdom. You want to be the ones that God is ready to use as his battle axe, as his weapons of war to establish his will upon the earth. Seeking the kingdom of God is a call to serve God in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord. We are building God's kingdom in different places, in different parts of the earth. God is established, not just one place. The heavenly Jerusalem is established in many places. Amen. But he's looking for people. Bible says we are looking for a city which has foundations. Hallelujah. Whose builder and maker is God. Said so that that is what the patriarchs of old, they were looking for that city, but the Bible said they couldn't enter it without us. Praise the Lord. We are the generation to bring that to pass. That city, that heavenly Jerusalem, there is a city whose, whose rivers make glad the city of God. There is a flow, there is a living water flowing, the spirit of God. God wants to establish that city. The reign of heaven on earth as it is in heaven. Praise the Lord. But he's looking for a man who is going to cry out for a restoration of God's order upon the earth. Says he sought for one man. Said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, the people that are ready to engage me, to work, to labor together with me, they are few. They are few. Many are distracted. Many are about their own business and not the Lord's business. Amen. Now turn with me to Luke chapter 22. You see the disciples that have been walking with Jesus. And as they had seen Jesus perform miracles, do signs, do wonders, they had heard him teach with great wisdom. But they had missed the essence of his ministry, why he came. They had missed the essence of the kingdom. Because Jesus said, I came to preach the kingdom of God. We learned last week that that message, that gospel of the kingdom, that gospel, the Bible says the gospel of salvation, the gospel of peace is this. What are you declaring? That our God reigns. It says, our, you are declaring unto Zion, our God reigns. The kingdom of God is, is the dominion of the king. The rule of the king. When we say we are seeking the kingdom of God, we are seeking the rule of the king. Are you going to engage in bringing about a manifestation of the rule of the king? The dominion of the king. Are you going to respond to his command? Now look here. Luke chapter 22 verse 24. The Bible says now there was also a dispute among them, the disciples of Jesus, as to which of them should be considered what? The greatest. See the focus. Who is going to be the greatest amongst us, amongst the disciples? You know, Paul said, compare yourselves with yourselves. Are you not foolish? That you have missed the essence of the gospel. You have missed the essence of the kingdom. That you are comparing yourselves to yourselves. Paul put it this way. He says, who are we? Are we not all co-laborers, servants of Jesus Christ, ministers of God? I planted, Apollos watered. It is God that brings the increase. Every man shall be judged according to his own what? Labor. According to his own work. Now listen, this is what he said. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles, to show that it was a kingdom mentality, said the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. 
and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, but not so among you. This is not the pattern that you are going to follow. That is the world's pattern. That the kings amongst them exercise lordship or rule over them. Says, but not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be the younger. And he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or the one who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Says, yet I, I am among you as one who does what? Serves. Said, I'm your teacher and I'm your master. Yet I am among you as not one that is exercising authority or lordship over you, but as one who does what? Serves. Somewhere else in the scriptures, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. And Peter was like, no, 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 you can't. He says that, look, if, you don't, if I don't wash your feet, you're not part of me. He said, I am doing this to show you, to give you an example of how you must live, how you must wash each other's feet, how you must serve one another. That is, our service to one another is a service unto God. Our service to our neighbor is a service unto God if we're going to operate in the kingdom. Matthew chapter 20, verse 24 to 28. In this situation, James and John came to Jesus to ask him permission to sit at his right hand and his left hand in his glory. In another passage, he said the mother was the one who came to ask. And Jesus said, are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? They said, we are able. He said, yes, truly, you're going to drink it. That cup of suffering, you're going to drink it. However, even though you drink it, that position is not mine to give you. It is the Father's to give to whomever he has prepared it for. And then the Bible says, in verse 24, when the other disciples, the other heard it, the other ten, when they heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. You can see there was a spirit of competition amongst these people. They were competing with them. So who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to be the kingpin? But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who are great exercise authority over them. Amen. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great amongst you. If you desire a position of, in quotes, leadership, kingship, in his kingdom, praise the Lord. If you desire to operate on that kingdom realm, praise the Lord. He says, let him be your what? Servant. That the pathway is that you must be the servant. Whoever desires to be first among you. So there's nothing wrong with being first. But if you desire to be first, let him be your slave. Amen. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to what? Serve. said, how am I operating in the kingdom? I did not come to be served. I came. If you have the kingdom mindset, you understand you're not coming to be served, but to serve. If you want to be first, the one that is in front, the one that is leading, then you must understand that you are a slave to all. You are working for the rest. You are praying for the rest. 
You are washing their feet. You are slave to all. Philippians 2 says, let this mind be in you which also was in Christ. Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.